Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler. I'm Gordy. Cricket's here also, but you can't hear her because of our sophisticated sound system. Our superior microphone setup with the the very fun mixing board that you, if you listen to Sunday's Ramblecast, you might have heard some good stuff on. Unless it's just too painful for the ears. <laughs> Unless it's very bad and I didn't put it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell at this point. It's all We've a mystery. We've listened to your number one complaint that you've emailed in, which is too much cricket. So we bought new microphones. <laughs> too much to box her out. <laughs> these are these are hypersensitive human range only microphones. No cats, no animals, no fridge in the background. Probably. Hopefully. I think. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, Cricket. Your opinions were too asinine and high pitched for us to continue having them on the show. Cricket brings um a very freshman level of critique That's to what is otherwise a very highbrow program, and I could not let it continue anymore. She's a bad influence. She brought us all down, sunk us to cat levels, but she's still here, hanging out on the <laughs> she's couch. Here. We're still doing the normal thing. Yeah. Which is, Carmen's going to read uh, a fairy tale to Tyler and I, and it's going to be um, one that is not necessarily on Disney's short list for their next feature film. <laughs> and with good reason, generally. Uh, these fairy tales tend to feature horrible protagonists that you can't get behind or dumb twists and turns, or everything that Donois has written. So what's um, what's on our chopper? Because we get three now. No, you get two. No, we had, but we got forced into one last time, didn't we? No. Or am I two weeks behind? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just edited the one where we, where we had our choice made for us. Yeah. No, you. you so got last week three we got last three. week. Yeah. Now you. Tyler, get, is that right? Now yeah. you get two. Okay. Then you get one. And then maybe by that point, I will have actually gotten through the mire that is the next of the Mabagini whatever Welsh thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are we up against? Well, I finally uh, reduced this document down to 69 pages from 187, so... Calling out the ones that we've read? Yeah, but it's it lost the ones that I highlighted in the process. <laughs> Um, Let's just take it for a new spin. So I fire up two more. No, <laughs> no. Just two, just two at random. I something, think... something, and cabin in the sky. Yeah, that's the Ca- that was one of them. I Cab- remember cabin in the sky is not a folktale title that I have <laughs> well, ever read. I don't read remember to you. what the real one is. I remember it as cabin in the sky. It's definitely something in the sky. Well, I am going to take you very literally, and I don't have that title, so. I believe what we had on the docket was Capo Rushes. Yeah. And Peter Bull. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> we want to. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. With the last group of three, we're, we're being forced into reading some of the ones that Tyler and I do not want to read for sophisticated reasons of our own. <laughs> um, I was going to say because I decide books on their covers. <laughs> Well, well, whatever you want to call it, this. We, but I appreciate being called sophisticated. We decide the way that we decide, and we do that for a reason. And 
sometimes maybe you can hear a four-year-old running in the apartment above us right now. Maybe not. <laughs> she, is, Again, she is running with force and vigor. We, we will find out in post. A true test this evening. But we, we decide these things the way we do for good reasons. Yes. And sometimes we decide that a story sounds too boring for our listeners to listen to, as well as for us to listen to. And sometimes you're right, but we still got to get through I'd them. I'd say it's like a 90% hit rate <laughs> well, on that one. <laughs> it might be because I've already made up my mind, but... Yeah, Courtney, and... I have a, I have a, uh, a method this evening, if you don't have one. I was going to say... I was going to say not Peter Bull, okay. and that's going to put us in the same spot we were last time, uh-huh. where we only had one bad option. Right. Um, or we could just bite the bullet now. See, that's that feeds into my metric. I was going to say, which one do you not want to listen to next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's give ourselves a future treat. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, in, that, in that case... Yeah, I like that. That's the more responsible thing. <laughs> eat your vegetables you eat, first. Eat eat the frog. What? Is the fruit. You never yeah, heard that eat, phrase? Uh uh-uh. eat, eating the frog is uh you, you do the task that you're avoiding first, like the most unpleasant one. You just mm-hmm. get it out of the way first, and then it's all downhill. Why the frog? Because frogs are gross to it's eat. It's a there's a lot of gross things you could eat. I yeah. I don't know if frog tops the list. I have eaten a few of them, at least. I would rather eat a frog than than repeat some of some of the things I have eaten. <laughs> eat eat the hakarl. Look up traditional Icelandic cuisine, but not but not the good stuff. Look up sheep's head, and and hakarl. Yeah, hakarl is the big one. It's very bad. Anyway, um, so yeah, okay, I'm on board. So it's Peter Bull this week. Yeah, it's it's this guy. All right, he's, so he's been skulking around the edges us. of our of our folklore fortress for a long time, and I want him gone. It's finally time that we drag this fool. <laughs> Tell me about the story, very boringly titled Peter Bull or Bull. Is it Bull? Bull, as in the animal. As in the okay. We just read. What did we read last week? Three strong women and one strong man. <laughs> Not. Not titular. Not titular. I feel like this is going to be the same story. Uh, one of the problems with the story having a boring title is that Google has no idea what I'm asking for. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure it has an Arn Thompson type. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Do we know where it's from? It's from Denmark. Um, and that's this one. This version of it is pulled from a world of fairy tales by Andrew Lang or Lang. Did we ever figure out how his name's pronounced? I believe it's Young. That's the Carl fellow. Nope. Younger, <laughs> as the as the Danish would say, you gotta you gotta really squeeze the juice out of that umlaut. There there is no umlaut or the funny letter with the slash through it. It's just it's just regular shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well you have it your way, and you call it lang or long. All right, I'm gonna go long because it sounds more sophisticated. Ooh, I bet that made a noise. Maybe. Don't tug on the cord. Or Superman's cape. What? Never mind. Super- Can you not fly without his cape? Well, you don't tug on it. Why not? Nor do you spit into the wind. Why don't you tug on his cape? You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, either. And you don't mess around with Jim. Okay, procrastinators. <laughs> it's time to get into this. Well, this sounds like folklore, too. Uh... 
I'll hit you back. These sound like old wives' tales to me. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right. Peter Bull. Once in Denmark, there was a peasant and his wife who had a very good farm, but no kids. Uh, Sounds like a great farm. <laughs> Does that? Yeah. Stop right there. You're, you're good. You have a you have a good professional life. You have no children to suck that away from you. You got it. Yeah, but they also have to. Your like, dreams are intact. Till the fields themselves. But that's their this dream. Is, this is in the age where children were were free labor. It's true. Well, semi-free. You did have to feed them so they mm. stayed alive. Yeah. Uh, the the peasants were sad that they had no one to inherit their wealth, um, but they continued to prosper because no kids became rich and continued having no heir. So one year they owned a pretty little bull calf that they called Peter. And they adopted him as their son? He was the prettiest creature they'd ever seen, and it was so wise it seemed to understand everything that they said, and so gentle and full of play that they became as fond of it as though it was their own child. This sounds diseased. <laughs> what? <laughs> People are seeing things in their sad old age. Yeah, they're oh, they're diseased. Not that the bull yeah, is diseased. They, they are, they're mentally ill. That's possible. I'm saying. I think you'll find more evidence to that. Uh, one day, the man says, "I wonder if our parish clerk could teach Peter the bull to talk." No. And then, once he could talk, we could adopt him as our son and make him our heir. That is what separates. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's the only difference. Yeah, that would be the he, one barrier. If he can talk, because the adoption ceremony requires verbal consent. <laughs> it, it seems As like a long way between A and B. Could you? Do you? Do you? Uh, what's? How do wedding vows go? Uh, Gosh yep, darn it! Yep. Give them. Give. Do give you? Them me. Do you pledge to be your only begotten son? This. That's Bible. Um, <laughs> kind of. I can't remember like how the wedding. Uh, that's the, Bible kind. The cow has to say "I do." That's the that's the thing I'm going for. I don't remember the wording for like a wedding vow. All right. So the wife thinks about this possibility, and she says, "Well, the clerk is tremendously learned, and it might work, especially since Peter has such a wonderfully good head on his shoulders." It doesn't work. These are terribly desperate individuals. It does. It doesn't work. All of this is a fever dream. We, we might as well at least ask the parish clerk if he'll teach our bull how to talk. That I can get behind. What? Just You, you might as well ask. Just ask? Yeah. I mean, I what does that harm? It's free to ask. Yeah. Sure. And then you know. So they go to the clerk to ask, and this clerk is no fool. He looks around to make sure that no one else could overhear him, and he says, Oh, I can. <laughs> and he says, You get the hell out. I can, I, can, I can 110% teach this bull how to talk, but you can never tell anyone about it. It has to be a secret, and the priest can't find out, or I'll get in trouble because it is forbidden for Executed me... Executed for witchcraft. ...to teach a bull how <laughs> because, to talk. Because it is dark magic that sh- we're about to do. He shows them the, his Illuminati signet ring <laughs> and says, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> and, and he says, the, the eye of the pyramid is upon you. And under this full moon, we will go a wizarding <laughs> to your backyard and make you a cow son. Uh, also, in order to make this work, I'm going to need to buy some very expensive textbooks. 
that he does not currently own. Yes. This guy's angling for a Barnes and Noble gift card. <laughs> so the peasants give the clerk a hundred coins to purchase the books. They promise to keep the secret, and they brought the calf in that evening. In a week, the um, peasant husband goes in and checks on the progress. The clerk says, oh, I can't let you see him, because uh, then he's going to get homesick, and I will be unable to teach him anymore. But I do need a hundred, another hundred coins for a few more books. How does this guy know that he can do it if he hasn't read these books? <clears throat> I, think, I think you missed the swindling part of this. I have a prediction. Okay. This uh, is early. The bull has been slaughtered at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, and this this man is going to human traffic them a son. I was going to say, I bet he just did a clean swap for a <laughs> real a boy. Switcheroo. And he's just going to say, like, yeah, here he is. This, this is your cow son, but he's a boy now. I Pinocchio'd <laughs> him so good. I, I taught him to speak so well that I, the rest of him took human form. I just whittled him down from the cow. And here he is, your skin and blood, your skin and blood boy. Um, so the peasant gives him more coins for more advanced textbooks and says he'll be back in a week. So when the week has passed, the peasant asks about the progress and whether or not Peter can say anything yet. And the clerk says, oh, he's getting along very well. He can say moo now. But I'm going to need more books because he can't learn well out of the ones he has now. He's playing for more time. What? Does this? Does he work for, like, who's that Texas textbook manufacturer? Oh, the big one? Yeah. Mac- Macmillan? Scholastic? The... Kaplan? Kaplan does the tests. I feel like it's Macmillan. Well, whoever it it's is. It's in their pockets. Whoever it is. Yeah. He's a... This is last year's edition. I need the one with new words. I need sixth edition. I know it's the same. <laughs> and 150 more dollars in your local college bookstore. But don't worry, you can return it for $3 of store credit when I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry, this is lightly used. We can't take this. <laughs> you're, this out, was, you're out of luck. This was last year's edition of math. <laughs> of cowboy math. I don't mean cowboy, I mean cow hyphen boy. <laughs> like, cow, like cow to boy math. It just, it just so happens that that was already a word and I didn't think about it before I said it. <laughs> Okay, um, so it gives him more money and also gives him a cask of ale to give to Peter because any cow who is studying this hard is definitely going to need some, <laughs> some sweet <laughs> drinks. to get you've blasted been, while you, we do it. You've been running my boy ragged. Please blitz, my son. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that Wouldn't that be a great thing for you? Like, this is the you newest can... video game from, from John Madden. <laughs> blitz, my son, 2017. <laughs> That would be delightful. Like your freshman year of college, you're pegging away Too for many finals, tests. and your dad just like bursts in to your your class and is like, "I I need you to just blitz this up, <laughs> blitz my son. He's I brought working a keg. hard. <laughs> Get him trashed for his final. It's time for recess." Um, so the clerk drinks the ale that was given for Peter and gives the calf some milk, as he feels it's probably healthier for the calf to drink milk rather than ale. Probably. So that's, you know, points for the clerk there. Weird that the farmer didn't know that. 
being the one who has cared for this cow. Has he been getting this cow drunk? What do they farm? And have they been drinking as well? And is that why they think this cow can talk? Yes. They don't think he can talk yet. They just think he is smart <laughs> they enough. They believe he has it in it. Because one or all three of them have been drinking. And before anybody writes in, I know that cows and bulls are different. Well, this they're kind of the same. One just has a dongle. Yeah. And horns. Yeah. Some cows have horns, like female ones. And they and they don't have that hourglass figure. <laughs> that sexy, sexy cow yeah. hourglass it's figure. A chest, little waist, and an udder at the bottom. <laughs> Do cows like red? Cows? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Grant Has anyone money. tried that? Time for a new grant. That's an easy one. I don't need a grant for that. I need I need that blanket and a field. <laughs> and we'll figure it out. We'll just go back to Barry. There are a lot of cows there. Wh- why would a cow... What's your, well, your bulls reasoning? bulls hate red. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay. attract. What's up? This is just a, just a question. Yeah. Just a philosophical musing. Just a, just a think piece. All right. So some, some weeks passed, and the peasant... Didn't go back to check on his cow for fear of another hundred coin charge. because <laughs> Giving he's... him up for dead. So, so at least someone is learning. Yeah, he's starting to get uncomfortable with the repeated high costs of this cow's education. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's hanging back. Teaching a cow to read and speak is priceless. <laughs> this is probably the only man in the, in the known world who can do this. Would that work today? Teaching a cow to speak? No, if you never talked to the bursar... Could you just stop paying? <laughs> you just avoided them. I think it's worth trying. I mean, what what can they do? Like, oh, I'm afraid they're gonna ask for money again. I'm not gonna go in there anymore. You got you got to fake yourself an I- an identity, so that all the all the bills go to the wrong house, mm-hmm. and then right before you graduate, you you slap the real one on them, and you say, no, don't make it out to that name. Make it out make it out to my nickname. <laughs> that's on this passport. And that's and that's how you get free college. Foolproof. Full, yeah. <laughs> that's how I got out without student loans. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile the clerk kind of measures the calf and figures this is as fat as this calf is gonna get, and so he has him killed. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you you've listened to a folktale before, Tyler. Ding ding ding. Points for you. <clears throat> I, I just understand the look in someone's eye when they see someone else's property and decide what they're going to do with it. <laughs> you you sense the crime within. Yeah. You, know, you know how to run a grift <laughs> on, some, on some poor farmers who just want their bull to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do that for you. Fucking whatever. <laughs> you, you, you got Meanwhile, it. You got my, it, my plans. <laughs> All right, um, so after he got the beef out of the way... He put on his black clothes and walked to the peasant's house. <laughs> Your son talked his, to death. His, oh, his, like his bad news clothes. Yeah. Not his stealth clothes. Yeah, not, not ninja okay. clothes. This isn't like a, like a black turtleneck and a beanie. He talked too many words. <laughs> he spoke, he talked himself to death. He spoke all of the words at once. It was insane. <laughs> 
mouth exploded. He spoke every every known every known human tongue at once, and his brain couldn't take it. His face just blasted open. He he accidentally started speaking <laughs> the ancient tongue of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> called Sauron to him. He was, for a moment, the most intelligent boy on Earth. <laughs> now he is this pile of ash. And then he died like Algernon. I do like that that Sauron idea. <laughs> like, he just wanders up to their house in black robes. He knocks on the door. He just shrugs and goes, Wraiths! And walks away. God, what, what are you, you want, gonna do? What do you want me to do? I tried to teach him good, wholesome English, and he started speaking the black speech of Mordor. He said invisible words and was stabbed to death. <laughs> it, was, it was very odd. You signed the waiver. Anyway, jerky. <laughs> I have I have a lot of it in the back. Um. So he goes to the peasant's house and he asks the peasants if Peter has come home yet, and the man says, uh, "No." Surely he hasn't run away. The priest responds, Well, I hope not, after all the trouble I've had to teach him and all that I have spent. I had to spend at least a hundred coins of my own money to buy books to bring him so far along, and now he can say anything he liked, and to said today that he longed to see his parents again. I said, Yeah, sure, and went inside to get a stick and came out and find him gone. I thought he would be here. Is that the best excuse? Solid cover. Yep. <laughs> I had to get that stick. You don't understand how important it was. You can't drive a talking cow without a stick. Or maybe, yeah, there's, maybe, no, there's no other way to communicate with it. Maybe it was a walking <laughs> stick for him. He has a cow to ride. It's a calf. It's not that strong. <clears throat> oh, okay. What's well, dead now? <laughs> yeah, it was cut down in its prime. Uh, the peasant and his wife lament that Peter has run away just when they were about to gain so much happiness and after spending so much money on his education. <laughs> Which is how many of our parents feel after we graduate. <laughs> um, the clerk comforted them by saying, well, maybe he just got lost. Uh, and I'll ask next Sunday at church to see if anyone has seen him. Nothing, you can wait till then, right? Yeah, nothing to do until then. No wanted posters. It's uh, Monday now. Have a good week. So he said goodbye to the grieving peasants and went home to have a good fat veal roast dinner. <sighs> what kind of person do you have to be <laughs> to do that? Who is this guy again? He's the parish clerk. He's a clerk. Yeah. A righteous individual of the community. He's not a priest. He just like... He just takes the notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's been to church a lot. But it hasn't really sunk in. So it so happened that the clerk took took in a newspaper, and one day he chanced to read in its columns of a new merchant who had settled in town a ways away named Peter Bull. Ghosts. Is the reincarnation <laughs> of the bull he killed? <clears throat> so is he, it? Wait, is it? Because I said that as a joke, but is it really? I don't know. We haven't gotten to yeah, that part of the story yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> This, this became a revenge story. It's like old boy. So the clerk takes this opportunity to bring this newspaper to the grieving couple and reads it to them and says, I wonder if this Peter Bull is your lost bull calf. This is like a real person. Yeah. This who is, is alive. Yeah. Who just happens to be named Peter Bull. There's no photographs yet. And he's just going to get them together and hope for the best. 
It's worked out for him so far. He's got a lot of food. Yeah. And 300 coins? Minimum. So uh, the, the peasants say, well, of course, it has to be him. Who else could it possibly be? And the wife tells her husband that he must go out and find Peter and bring lots of money with them because Peter will probably want money now that he's a merchant. You know those boys, they and, grow up and they and just... grift phase two begins. <laughs> uh, question, so... question real quick, question. Yeah, yeah. What vocation does someone enter uh, specifically to avoid money? Monk. Art history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, money, get that away from me. Some kind of ascetic, yeah. <laughs> Um, folklorist cowpoke <laughs> what um what job is it like in Skyrim mm -hmm. where you just you run around and you pick ingredients and then you eat them to learn what they do <laughs> what's that job what, what is that based on in real life what what job is that <laughs> I just lost the, the word for the people who only eat garbage what is Guy Fieri's job that is the word you were thinking of. It was Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You got it. It is, it is whatever a he does. Food, food Network TV presenter and so-called chef, but only one of there can only be one at a time. I will put this in my face and see how it makes me feel. Oh, Freegan. What? Freeganism. Freegan. Wait, this is an ism. Yeah. Is this done by choice? Yes. This seems wrong. This is when veganism is not enough hardcore for you. Oh, this you. is when they go, like, dumpster diving yes. for stuff. That can't be good for you. No, probably not. So, yeah, it's either Guy Fieri or Freegans. If any of you are Freegans, please write in and explain this, because I'm having a hard time... I'm having a hard time getting around it. I, mean, I kind of like the idea of, like, foraging in, in the woods and things. I like it if it's, like, an idea an idyllic outside and there's like nice nuts and fruit bushes everywhere and you can just kind of pick your meal like you used to do in ye olde days yeah do we have those anymore <laughs> but i think um do we yeah well i think they're all on private property that's the problem yeah that is a problem is that in horizon zero dawn foraging no uh all the fruit trees and stuff being on private property uh, maybe. There are skyscrapers. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're at the top. I'll let you know. Okay. As Just as you're, as you're playing through the game while we're doing this. Right. Um, so the next day, the peasant brings a bag of money, a sandwich, and a pipe, and goes into town. And it was long, a long distance from his farm to the town, so it was many days before he arrived. What, wait, what was it? Money and what? A sandwich. Yeah. One sandwich. Yeah. And a pipe. Tuna. So they're yeah. So money, money for their boy, sandwich for the road, and they're gonna get him hooked on weed, I guess, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, so when he reached the town just at daybreak, he found the merchant pla mer merchant's place and asked if the merchant was at home. Uh, the people at this house said, "Yep, but he's not awake yet." And the man says, "Well, that's no matter. I'm his father. He doesn't have to be awake to see me." Um, show me to his bedroom. And so he is shown to the room, and as soon as he is entered, as soon as he enters it and catches sight of the merchant, he recognizes him at once. He has the same broad forehead, the same thick neck, 
and the same red hair. The only difference is that this one's a human. Yeah, one difference. Negligible. If you squint, it's almost the same thing. And you add, how much does a cow weigh? Like a ton? (laughs) Again, he was a calf at the time. Calf. Well, still. So the peasant rushes up to the sleeping man and says, My boy. Grabs him and says, Oh, Peter, what a sorrow you have caused both myself and your mother running off just as we had got you so well educated. Get up so I can see you properly and we can talk father to son. Uh, I brought money. The merchant... Awoken presumably out of a dead sleep. Uh, His first instinct is that this is a lunatic who has somehow (laughs) made his way into the bedroom. And for his own safety, it's best to just take this quietly one step at a time so that he can get out of the situation. Throw that left hook and ask questions later. So he says, probably in a calm, soothing voice, all right, I will do this at once. And he gets out of bed and makes some haste addressed. The peasant says, I now see how clever our clerk is. He's done so well by you. Now you even look like a human. One would never think you were a red cow. Will you come home with me now? (laughs) It's a lot to take in, in one meeting. Uh, No, said the merchant. I can't find time just now. I have some big business to look after. Merchant stuff. The peasant says, well, you know, you could have the farm at once. Like, you can inherit everything. We'll retire. Um, but if you'd rather stay in business, of course you can do that. We, we just want you to be happy, our dearest, dearest cow son. Did a did, uh, farmer come alone? Yes, just him. The clerk didn't go with him? No. And isn't just, like, furiously winking in the corner right now? No. <laughs> go with it, dude. Um, and then the peasant asks him, do you, do you want anything? And the merchant, I guess just out of impulse because he's a merchant, says, oh yes, I want nothing so much as money. A merchant always has use for money. Mm-hmm. And the peasant says, well, I believe that, and I brought some with me. And he empties the bag of money on the table, which covers the entire table with bright coins. Like the image of him just kind of whooshing it all out on the table. Whoever came up with this tale, whoever first told it, uh-huh. do they know what a merchant is and does? <laughs> or do they just assume think... that they like move money on a table? I think it's like uh, <laughs> <They> just... <laughs> like play cards. They just kind of divide it into different piles. And they clink and the... it. And they, you just kind of nod, nod in satisfaction every they once in a while. They stacks and drop it one at a time. They write down some numbers and they talk about stocks. And it's the, it's basically the modern day equivalent is a venture capitalist. What is that? It's definitely money related. It's got money in it. It has capital in it. And that's a money word. <laughs> <laughs> and, it says, and it has... You've heard it, listeners. That's your money <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> and it has venture... Which is um, which is kind of like a fun. It's exciting, like New Horizons kind of word. It's it like being a money zesty. a money explorer. <laughs> that's a that's a decent uh, explanation, I think. A venture that's, capitalist. Yeah, yeah. I'm a money explorer. That sounds like a. I feel like they could have come up definition. with a with a better term. Can can we reinvent the Venture Brothers where they're 
venture capitalists rather than adventure brothers. Are they not venture capitalists? Hank owns a business. He does. Hank And Dean, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Who remembers what Dean does? They could have called it a cash Magellan. And that would have been fun. That would have been really fun. New terms for things that didn't need them. That's the service that I provide. What about Nickel Splorer? I like Nickel Splorer. I like Nickel Spelunker better. Mm, uh, okay, really quick, once more around the table. Does anybody have a good one? Before we move on from this. Mula Balboa. What? A Mula Balboa. What's a Balboa? Balboa. Vasco Nunez de Balboa. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The exploring. I don't want to give Christopher Columbus credit. Let's, yeah. What did he do, really? A lot of racism. He was was bad. He was a bad guy. Genocides. See, Leif Erikson came over. He got here before, before Columbus. And what did they do? They just shared milk with the natives. That's that's real history. That's not that's not <clears throat> fake government conspiracy history. Okay, so after the coins have been dumped on a table, the merchant sees what kind of man is really before him. And it's not just some random lunatic off the street. It is a random lunatic off the street with a lot of cash. Stacks and stacks and stacks. <laughs> flushed. So he begins to speak very kindly to the man and invited him to stay for some days and talk. The peasant says, sure, but please call me dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you there, whatever the fuck you yeah, want, man. You just whatever. Those whatever out. keeps that fantasy going. The merchant says, well, I have neither father nor mother alive. And the peasant says, oh, I know. Your real father was sold at Hamburg last Michael Mass, and your real mother died while calving the spring. But your wi- my wife and I adopted you, and you're our only heir, so call me father. Is this boy cow from the future past? <laughs> Is he unstuck in time? That would have been a good X-Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> the boy, boy cow, cow of, of the future, future past. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that one of them? I think so. Days, isn't, of, um, days of Future Past, I think. Isn't uh, Colossus in the X-Men, isn't isn't he, wasn't he... Used a, to be a bull. He used to be a bull, and now he's a human. Yeah. Who <laughs> can turn right. into metal. Yeah, his, <laughs> his mutation was to be a metal human. Yeah, he went, he went from... Because <laughs> that's a whole new area that the X-Men hasn't really, hasn't really gone into. What about... X animals. They're X men and X women. Eximals. Eximal. The Eximals. That does sound like Sonic the an Hedgehog. inevitable reboot. Sonic and the Eximals. <laughs> Fighting Robotnik. And then the uh, X Men have to capture and train Eximals to battle each other. Yeah. With their magic yep. Eximal powers. Yep. Yep. To be the best there ever was. Yep. But they have to fight along with the animal. Yeah. Like the trainers in Pokemon have to get into it too. They have they have to like use their powers in tandem and learn how to really. I would watch the crap out of that. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good. That'd <laughs> be really sweet. I'd I'd watch them just like put animals into the mutator and spin the wheel. <laughs> what's what's gonna come out? Is this a good one? This is a cat with ice powers. <laughs> That's a keeper. This pig is fire now. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is this is a frog that just got more frog. It's just it's just a squared frog now. This elephant can teleport and what tell time. I, I want to examine that frog for a second. Yeah. What's going on with that frog? It's a, it is, it's a frog that that kind of refrogged in the in the contaminant <laughs> chamber. Like it did it did get some DNA, but mm-hmm. it was more frog. <laughs> so like but, if you cut that frog open, is there another frog inside? It's kind of a quantum frog. Yeah, it's just frogs all the way down. It's a it's a superposition, but both positions are frog. <laughs> And if you peel back one frog, it just it just goes inside the. It's like a it's like um a matryoshka of frogs that never ends. All of its cells are just little frogs. Are fully formed, very miniature frogs. It's, it's the mitochondria really pad shaped, and it can do math. Mitochondria is all little frogs. Every every atom is a nucleus of many frogs crammed together with other frogs bent flying around it. And they and they believe that that frog is their home planet. <laughs> and there and there is a frog society living on this frog. <laughs> there's there's a whole Osmosis Jones level interior body society made entirely out of frogs. And all at the first, all the blood cells are, are, are frogs. Are any of them warriors and are any of them voiced by Mark Hamill? Uh yeah, every white blood cell is a frog warrior. Okay. Voiced by Mark Hamill. Okay. <laughs> They're and they dismiss it at first. They're like, oh this is this is just a frog and it came out a frog. This is no good. And then and then the camera slowly zooms in to the frog skin. Like to its eye, and you get closer and closer, and then you realize that there are clouds above the frog skin surface, and you see the and you see the new little frogs going about their day in in their industrial society, and then the movie starts. <laughs> its skin is just like a mesh weave of frogs stitched together. Yeah, yeah. very tiny frogs. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how genetic mutation works. <laughs> exactly that. And that's the next X-Men movie. <laughs> Who does those now? Who's in charge of X-Men? Fox. Okay, so... Yeah, they have the whole dad conversation. In case you forgot where we were after the, the frog. <laughs> is, it, is it the full dad conversation? Is it like, I am, I am your father... I am your father, and and this is how it got that way, like a demonstration. And that's why you have hair down there. That's, <laughs> that's why you have hair down there. Birds and the bees. Oh, like they they just went through all of the father son mm-hmm. rituals. Yeah, let like me. They, they tossed a ball in the backyard. Yep, exactly. Let me. Let and me then push, talked about balls. <laughs> let, me, let me push a raw turkey between these couch cushions to demonstrate to you the miracle of childbirth. <laughs> is that how men get taught about that? I hope not, <laughs> but it, but it is a way of illustrating the point. It's it's true. You can you can throw uncooked turkey through and a lot of here things. Here comes the baby. All right. Um. So yeah, they they go through the whole crazy dad talk. Peter Bull is more than willing to call this eccentric, rich lunatic <laughs> dad. 
And so it's settled that he will keep the money that's been poured onto his table. Mm-hmm. As merchants do. And the peasant will make a will. Typical and, merchant stuff. And leave him the rest of the farm and all that. And then he goes home to his wife to tell her of their newfound adopted bull son. Um, the wife is delighted to hear this. And she tells him to go at once to the clerk and pay him back the hundred coins that he spent on books above what we gave him. Because he did such a good job with our boy. Um, so the man agrees that this is more than fair. And he gives the clerk 200 coins. Oh. Interest. Uh, then they sold the farm and they moved to town with their dear son, whom they gave all their wealth. And then they lived with him till their dying day. The end. Wasn't, wasn't he supposed to inherit the farm? Yeah, but he was a merchant, so he wanted to hang out in the city, and his dad said that was okay. Sell it instead. I'm doing my thing. Well, they had that conversation, like, you can have the farm at once, and we'll retire, but if you'd rather stay in business, of course we can do that, too. Your lucrative merchant business. Where you just say, money, please, and people give it to you. <laughs> Apparently. Merchants always want money. That's the only thing anyone knows about merchants. They're so they're just, just like ready to give it. Glorified coin appraisers. Okay, you guys ready to discuss this? Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. Either way. Um, hmm. How do you feel about this one now that you've listened to it past the title? How did it compare to your expectations? Of dull. I don't know about you, Gordy, but I'm glad I'm not hearing it next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Um, we'll see if do we you wanna, chose wisely or not, though. Yeah, do you want to talk about what um, cap of rushes could be? You mean, instead of instead of discussing the story we just read before we forget everything about it, you want to predict next week? This is, the contract was we have to read this one. We don't have to talk about this one. We can talk about any story. I think we we do have to talk about this one at least a little bit. Uh, it was the bull man, the merchant money, and they and they <laughs> and they tricked them, and they're all. Was everybody happy at the end? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was. It was a good, good swindling. I don't know that I like the the um the moral of this one. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. In the story's eyes, because it seems like it's kind of saying like, hey, you like you wanted this and you like you definitely got suckered, but you kind of ended up with what you wanted anyway. So that's good enough. Yeah. I mean, the moral of the story, I would say, is either ignorance is bliss because yeah. that definitely is the case with the peasants. If you can't tell the difference, it's just as good or faux leather is fine or uh, when you're rich enough. It doesn't matter how many people take your money from you. Are you saying that he's a pleather son? He's a, <laughs> he's a pleather son. And it works because he used to be a cow. <laughs> a real cow, but he got swapped out for a fake cow. Hence, pleather. Get it? So do you think this <laughs> this merchant committed to the bit of having previously been a cow in order to stay I, uh, hooked up to this sweet, sweet money train? It seems like if that... Um, if the cash is still flowing, he will say whatever. So he's basically a paid actor for the rest of this couple's lifespan. Which may not be that long. It's true. They 
Do, they had gotten see... to the point of senality where they were considering a bull a son. <laughs> so in this time period, they're at least 35. Right. They're crones. Giving them about 10 more years. Um, let's, let's speculate for a minute. Uh-huh. Um, had this not worked out. Yeah. Let's, let's say, I don't know, that this cow died or... It did. Well, I know, but like before they put this plan in motion or, yeah, let's say that, or that they just didn't have a cow. What is, what is plan B? Do you think that they would just, they wouldn't have thought to go through with this... What is the farmer's plan B? Yeah. like I am curious about what the clerk's plan B was. His plan B? I'm curious if what his plan was at all. The clerk? Yeah. To make money. But then murder the cow? Well, he, he, um, yeah, it's like, oh, the cow ran away. Whoops. I mean, he was dealing with two peasants who believed 100% he could teach a cow how to speak. I think he knew what caliber of thinking he was handling. Sure. He obviously predicted that correctly because they were told that their son had left to go see them and then never showed up. And they were like, oh. Why the newspaper then? I guess he saw a new, I don't know. A way to seal the deal? Maybe it was just for shiggles. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he saw this coincidental name and he's like, you know what would be really funny? If I could convince those two dum-dums. That this like a like a prank, because you wouldn't expect that to work out. I don't think. No, I didn't expect it to work out. Because if that merchant hadn't been at least a little bit afraid that this lunatic man was going to mess up his day if he didn't like handle the situation slowly and calmly, and therefore hadn't had the time to see that this lunatic man was harmless and rich, but definitely still a lunatic. Um, it could have ended in violence. I feel as though this clerk is not God-fearing enough. Yeah, he has not absorbed any of the church learnings that he has, I guess, been faithfully recording or whatever it is a church clerk does. Right. Is it the same as the uh, the guys who would um, who would copy the Bible and other holy texts, and sometimes they just get real wild with it and sketch some pretty crazy stuff in the margins? <laughs> Maybe. You remember those guys? Yeah. Have you ever looked that up? Yep. It's a it's a good time. I, I don't remember the term for it, because um, there is a specific term. They're illuminators who do the drawings. Right, but there's a specific term for the stuff that they would doodle in the margins, essentially when they got bored. Because like, apart from like the nice picture, sometimes you just get like a guy with a trumpet up his butt. Not, which a, is, not a joke. Which is an amusingly collegiate... <laughs> way of, of illuminating your notes <laughs> like, yeah like you're taking notes in college and you just draw farting butts in the margins are you looking it up yeah I'm having trouble finding the term i can find a lot of examples which are great marginalia that sounds right what do you guys think the the storyteller was going for like not necessarily a moral. Like what? What were they looking to achieve with this? By story? writing this, yeah. Cath- by by telling this story, catharsis. Man, there was a lot of furry art. <laughs> some good stuff, <laughs> or some bad stuff, depending on how you want to view it. Like <laughs> saying there's protean furries in the Bible. Yeah, like look, these are rabbit people with swords. 
Like, Brian and Jacques, it was not the first man to think of that. Original character, do not steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Dost not steal. Dost not steal, copyrighteth. <laughs> Ye old trademark. <clears throat> uh... I think I think that this that this author's parents thought that he was a cow and treated him accordingly uh-huh. and he wrote this story about a cow that that turned into a boy kind of to convince himself that he was human or to just work through some unconscious stuff. It's a weird way to go about it. Yeah, I don't know that this would actually be all that cathartic. Do you well cuz Again, the cow the died cow, so that I might live. The cow did yeah. not turn into a boy. Both a merchant and a clerk worked together to swindle. Well, not even together. Worked separately to cleverly swindle an elderly, desperate, lonely couple out of their money. Maybe it's an expose. It, it's factual. <laughs> it's um. It is. Uh, it's a word for word account. It's like it's like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, <laughs> but um, but a, a very damning expose of the of the clerking business. I mean, it is that. Yeah, that part's true. And that led afterwards to the um, to the FCA, the Federal Clerking Administration. This story did. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? In where is this from? Denmark. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Denmark, famously known. Yeah, famously (laughs) known. What did you call it? The Federal Clerking Administration. Yeah, there's a... Carmen's holding up a a drawn of a lady picking some dicks off of a tree. I've seen that one before. She has a basket for them. I need that. She has a basket like you would put a bushel of apples in, but it's just dongs. But it's wieners. It's ding-dongs. They seem to get smaller when they go in her basket. Because they're bigger than her head and neck. In the tree, but they're a little bit more normal dongle size in Gotta the basket. Use it or lose it. <laughs> they are not right for long. <laughs> the ones in the trees are are showers, I guess. Yes, this is true. The others are growers. You have to plant them <clears throat> to make new dong trees. I'm glad to know that women have been uh, fascinated with penises for eternity. Yeah, that, like all um, we want is dick pics or the, dick uh, trees. Say, that Empirical image, evidence. That image is why so many people think it's okay to send dick pics. Because <laughs> clearly she is interested and yeah. men are just trying to supply that need. Your insatiable need. <laughs> why are you upset about my dick pic? You literally t- grab dicks off trees and put them in baskets. It's just like all women. I, <laughs> I read about it. You guys just like hoard them. You just hoard dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be a provider. I don't know why this story was written. I'm just trying to I, I don't know what the goal was. From I cannot I cannot imagine what it was. Because like we are we are creative individuals in this room, wouldn't you say? At at some point in time we've all like thought of a story idea and thought Hey, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explore that. Yeah, yeah. I even published one, kind of. <laughs> so yeah, you you know the feeling <laughs> quite well. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one though. 
<laughs> you're saying you're saying maybe he should have hired an editor. Are, are you saying? No, I'm just wondering, like, who, who, uh, what kind of person does this one strike as? Like, yeah, let's go with this. Let's see where this takes me. Maybe this is someone who thinks all rich people are dumb and deserve to have their money taken from them through rampant trickery. But by other rich people? It's a... No, it's a I mean, the clerk and... Apparently, merchants aren't rich. Because apparently... They need money. Yeah, they just... They live and breathe and eat and drink money. And without a steady stream of it, they die. And the clerk's probably not poorly off, but... But these people... We've not been given any evidence that these people earned their wealth in an untoward way. What, the clerk and the merchant? No, the, oh. the rich farmers. No, they definitely earned it through hard work and owning a farm for a long time. But we, We've not been told that there was anyone else working on the farm. They specifically say that there is no one else but them. Right. So it, they, they are self-made uh, whatever yielders. However many money they have. So what? Like, why do you want to see those people crash and burn? I don't understand that vendetta. Maybe you just believe that he's anyone with money sucks. He's an agent of chaos. Regardless of remember of, that movie. This is a good one. Remember it? I like that quote. Do you remember when he when he said, "Hey, this is what my character represents." <laughs> just like just like deadpanning down the camera. It's called good writing. Uh huh. And he literally burned a stack of money behind him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was symbolism. Yeah. Brief, brief aside. <laughs> brief aside. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Why do they, Why do any of them do this? I mean, sometimes we can we can come up with a like we can we can try and put ourselves in their shoes and expunge some kind of meaning. Yeah, I'm having <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the loafers this time. <laughs> It's to stick my toesies in. I think it's dad stuff. What? I think I think it's I think it's dad problems. It's all dad biz. Yeah. It's from the relationship with this person's father. Cats in the cradle. <laughs> this is Harry Chapin. This was this is actually uh, the lyrics for his first song, which 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 did go on for thirty minutes. When you're coming home, cow, I need an heir. <laughs> and then we'll slowly, get then. this is the first draft of Cats in the Cradle, <laughs> and he was like, "What? It, like, what if it was really, really, really esoteric, and it was about like a man, and and his cow? But that just wasn't good enough. It didn't capture his angst enough." I feel like this story would be written by someone who has an absentee father and wishes that their father was a man who cared enough to be swindled out of hundreds of dollars um, to turn a cow into a boy. Like, wants a son so hard that he's willing to believe. A son that will grow up to ignore him. That's the that's the other half of it, though. Like in Cats in the Cradle. Mm-hmm. Cats. Wait, what's the song called? I think that's the name, Cats in it? the Cradle? Cats Cradle? Yeah, it is Cats in the Cradle. Okay, um, yeah, it was it was that. Um, I do really like the idea that that was the first draft of that song. <laughs> and it, see, he got he got all his ideas just down on paper uh-huh. to begin with, because that's where you start. Like you got like, okay, I want this song about like a father's relationship with his son. What's it about? I don't know. I'm just gonna put down all my ideas <laughs> in one place. See where it takes <laughs> me. Whoops! This piece of. 18th century Danish folklore came out. 
I guess I better I guess I better whittle it down from here. <clears throat> I should probably remove more of the cow references. That might be a little weird for <laughs> I like the it's idea that someone symbolic. somebody read it and told him. Like his his first draft is like, I really want to tell the story about this this hardworking man who tries really hard to provide for his family and his cow. And but he he never has time for his cow and his cow is very sad. And then someone's like, What if it was a boy? <laughs> what if it was a human boy? What yeah, if this, it was about man, like a said, relationship between two humans <laughs> and their normal human relationship? He sent a cow off to college and he stopped checking up on him because it was expensive too and it just you know, I feel like it really strikes home. Alright, yeah, but but what if instead of a cow? There's a question that I almost forgot about. Mm-hmm. What was that guy spending all that money on that wasn't textbooks? <laughs> the clerk? Well, he didn't need food because he, he knew that a beef storm was coming his yeah, way. and he didn't need alcohol because that was readily provided as well. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he's got getaway money. He's just hoarding it. Is that it? He's going to buy like a <clears throat> wagon with a with a jet engine on it and just fly it to Bermuda? <laughs> They probably didn't have that technology yet. Pro- probably not the jet engine part. I think yeah, the wagon technology money, is down. That'll get you anything. 500 money gets you... A seaside cottage. For for a whole three-day weekend. Okay. Yeah, I think we've fixed this one pretty okay. well. Parting... <laughs> nah, well... Well, we made it about that cat in the cradle song, so we, we that's, about a swing. As, that's about as fixed as we usually get, right? We made up... A whole f- Who's, um, Osmosis Jones Frog universe. That's so. true. Who's Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon in who, this story? Who is it? Yeah. Are those code names? <laughs> For, I guess, yeah. For the cow and maybe the, cow, the, maybe the Man in the Moon is the clerk? The cow did jump over the moon. There you go. That one time. Man, man in the Moon, close enough. Cow jumped over the moon, that's mm-hmm. the cowboy. Rocket Man. Elton... What burning out that fuel? Um, and and little boy blue must be the clerk because he blew all their money on craps. He blew himself. He blew. <laughs> he gave what the Tobias Funke way? Yeah, as a disguise. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> and that's and that's and that's how that song was written. And that's how it works. I don't know about the story, but that's how that song came to me. <laughs> one of our one of our stronger finishes, I think. We, we, we really uh, found that second wing, wind, and uh, dug in, sprinted to the finish line. All right, it's like it's like ten thirty. Let's be done. It's not even late, but we'll we'll be done. It's We're late. Done. It's late for us. We're done. It's late for folklore. <laughs> Mm. So, Kappa Rushes? Kappa Rushes. What if I spoil it? Is that a way to get out of this? No. Read it ahead of time? What, what if we both read it ahead of time and then we guess every twist? What, what if we all What if we all simultaneously read it in sync next week? What if we do it like a round? Where you get... Where... <laughs> That's an episode. <laughs> and, and then you can switch which ear people yeah, hear exactly. it in. Yeah. Come on, Tyler. Like, you're going to have time uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn. I can read at the same time. No, you can't. No. 
I can audiobook it. I guess if you can find one. I mean, that's basically what I do for you. Yeah, that's what we are. We're an audiobook with with a bunch of junk in it too. <laughs> We're an audiobook with a lot of notes written on the margins. Like construction sounds in the background. All right. Well, um, thank you again for listening and supporting us even when we do things like this. Uh, we got stuff in links, places, oh, the, the places you'll there's, go. There's links to wherever you need to go. You know the drill. Yep. Share the episode. Rate us on iTunes. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. And the cats in the pale and the silver spoon. Little Lord Blue and the man. Son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, that we're gonna have a good time there.